Welcome back guys to 11 o'clock with you guys and Jihan, the podcast where we talk about life, death and everything in between. Welcome back guys, today we have another segment of 2am news. <laughs> so, <laughs> the only news that sounds like we're about to wrap the only news that's... <laughs> Hey, look, we even we even look the part. I mean, look at us. Like, we look pretty cool. Yeah. And this episode, you can actually watch the recording because it'll be on YouTube. We decided that since we meet online and uh, video call anyway, we thought, why the hell not record it and just post it up as well? <laughs> but like, you know, having the, the Microsoft Teams uh, background filter thing, it it uh, it blocks away my my hand gestures. Yeah. So you won't be able to see my physical expression. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But mine can see though. Like, <laughs> I mean, every once in a while it picks it up, but it's like, like right now I'm showing you all five fingers, but it looks like I just have my thumb and that ain't right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's selective with its fingers. <laughs> if you are an in, if you are an Indian auntie, you would totally be against this. I, I know a lot of Indian aunties who, who didn't like that my phone screen was cracked. They said it's a bad omen. For you to have a cracked mm. phone screen. Okay. So I'm this is part and parcel of that belief. But <laughs> you can anyway. go to the Auntie Nirmala and tell her that. But Auntie Nirmala, I play Omen on the Valorant. <laughs> who, who is Auntie Nirmala? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just cooked that up. But anyway, guys, without further ado, we'll just kick it off <laughs> to our first news. Jen, you want to kick it off? No, it's okay. You go ahead. You sound you sounded like you had you were very passionate about this this particular news, oh, and I, right. I really wanted you to talk about it. Okay, so I just I just shared my screen. Um, as you can see, so y'all would have probably seen it on Instagram, but I pulled up the link. Uh, news that's been booming today, uh, all over Twitter and Instagram was that there was this video of a man just going outside and taking out his rifle and shooting a dog, and the dog was whining away and screaming in pain, and the new title of World of Us reads: These people should be punished man shoots mother mother dog and five puppies for playing on porch so in short this dude just decided that you know what screw it i'm going to go out take pull out my rifle and kill dogs it's some alabama shit and i got pretty like triggered with the whole thing right because i saw this and i was just like there's no way that this is in malaysia and how is this allowed my but my first question was that how the hell does the guy even have a gun like what are the gun laws in malaysia so when i looked it up uh i found this page and gee wait i forgot to ask you can you see the screen Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I can. So I pulled up this, uh, I found this site in one of my searches and it's an Ask Legal where Arjun was the author and he wrote like the ways in which you can find loopholes in the law in which you can own a gun in Malaysia too. And it was insane to think that although it's not as simple as in America where you can walk in and go, there are these people who are so, who literally abuse the power of owning a gun, right? Like you buy it, you buy your gun for the sake of that, oh, I went for protection and whatnot. And you go out and just kill animals thinking that they are lesser than you and such. And I was like, what the, like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a gun? Yeah, but it's it's insane, Laji. Honestly, like you say, if you want a passport, you apply for one in the immigrant department. You just all you need to do is apply a form in the PDRM, and once your license is approved, then I don't think there's a lot of protocols in which you measure the usage of the guns. And I don't think like there are no protocols in which where if you fire the gun, you need to go and report it and announce that this is what I use my bullet for and such, right? Like those are. Th- is that so? Yeah, I don't see any protocols. Or even when I did some reading earlier, I didn't see any protocols. Maybe there are, but I couldn't find any. But because I know there are some so countries as, where... Sorry? I mean, as far as I know, you have to report every bullet that you use. Or, uh, the, I mean, essentially every shot that you take. That applies even to the police, right? 
Yes, that does apply to the police. But, you know, just, I mean, going through this website and just searching it up, I didn't see any which, where, the, where that applies to the citizens as well. Like, hmm. and... But the gun, the gun... Sorry? The, the gun that uh, the guy looked like he was holding was a hunting rifle. So perhaps, like, I, I don't know how you get the licensing to be a, a gun-bearing hunter in Malaysia. Yeah. But it seemed like that was what he was, that was the kind of gun he was holding. I assumed that he was probably, like, one of those uh, hunters or, like, under some uh, body in the government where you you have, you are granted the license to own a, a rifle for you to defend yourself if you are, like, a farm owner or you live in the wild or something like that but it's 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 very clear that this is a this is a case of an abuse of the firearm la. yeah yeah i mean i if you can see the screen it's exactly as you said you know the there are four uh, there are four things listed on the document itself that you need to submit and one of it is of course you to protect the farm from pests uh protect yourself from property uh from yourself protect yourself and for property sports uh like you said you know in a shooting club and hunting of course you got to be 18 years old with no previous mental illnesses and no previous criminal records but to amount killing a dog in the name of to protect your farm from pests or to protect property is insane that to me is an abuse of power I mean, that wasn't even the statement that he made. The statement that he made was that the dogs were playing on his porch and that's why he killed them. Yeah, yeah. I We could play the video, but I will refrain from doing so because it's very, very hard to watch and it's very triggering. Um, but what upset me the most, right, G, wasn't just the fact that this news came out, right? What's upset me, what upset me was the worst was the people's reaction to all of these matters. Um, where is the recording? Yeah, but like, did you? I uh, did you see the tweets on Twitter that were going about on Twitter? Uh, I mean, I saw a few, but I didn't really read them through. Yeah, uh, I can. I will read a couple of them for you from my phone, uh, because I was so I was so shocked, you know, when I genuinely thought that this was a common thing that everybody is going to be like, no, this is some bullshit, you know, and that you shouldn't pull this off. But pretty much, this guy says in Malay, young. Backup anjing ni semuanya bodoh. Korang tak pernah ke kerja anjing. Kena kerja anjing. Rasanya seperti kali terakhir hidup. Then bulan lepas pachi aku accident patah kaki. Sebab langgar anjing-anjing. So he went to jail because he knocked down a dog. That is the law and that's fair. But for the sake that because dogs are fierce and that dogs chase people, this they justify the act of this man shooting down a dog. I mean, by that logic, you know how many people are, are, are eligible to be shot? <laughs> you know, how many cruel people out there? You know, how many, how many people we hide from, run away from? And you guys don't say anything about that, but you say this about dogs? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and it's insane. Like, if it's all stupid. Like, yang backup anjing apa sal ni? Oh, kawan rupanya patut tak pernah, uh, tak pernah kena kerja. Aku kena depan tuan dia. Tuan dia boleh tengok je anjing tu kerja. Like, your justification is being chased by a dog. Dude, coming from a person who's been bitten by a dog like three times, no, nothing justifies that. Imagine if like a mentally ill person comes out. Are you saying that it's justified to just kill them because they're somehow less than you? Uh, it's a... I, I think it's a very clear-cut case. I don't think there should be uh, bi-directional views on this matter. Yeah. He's pulling out a gun and shooting dogs for sport. Yeah. For sport. This, this, this is not a matter of defense or 
or emergency or anything of that sort. It's very clear that they are even claiming that he's too, he did it just because they were playing on his porch. Some action should be taken. I hope that the necessary authorities take action on this matter. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, do you have anything else to say regarding this, uh, uh, this, this news? Just one before we move on to the other. Because I saw, I saw all this going on and I thought I didn't want to end it on a negative note. No, I didn't want to end it on the fact that um, we're just going to leave it as it is. When things like this arise and when there's so much negativity around, the first thing that came to my mind after it addressing it on Twitter was that I don't want this to just spread around as a viral video without there already being sources available on which how you can help prevent things like this. So of course, uh, I'm, you, can, you can see uh, there are societies such as the Poor Animal Welfare Society or the SPCA Slango about Penang in which you can donate so that they can expand on their uh, resources and branches in which they can adopt more of these dogs and they can save more strays from being out and in risk of maniacs like this going out and just shooting dogs down. I've always been a dog person my entire life and you know it's, it's it's insane because I've always adopted a dog from SPCA and I'm very close to that society and such and so like we only really have these people because even if you look at our welfare like the Majlis Pembandaran and stuff their protocol is just well, we capture the dogs within 24 hours if nobody comes collect, collects it they shoot them down and they're actually very cruel in how they kill those dogs because sometimes they beat the dogs up till they die they don't just it's not like a euthanasia thing guys like a lot of things go behind the doors and this is the one way that we can help prevent it so um don't give the attention towards the shooters give the attention towards how you can prevent the next dog from dying but yes that, that, that's all uh, i hope you guys uh, heard that loud and clear because it uh, can do the world our world a lot of uh, a good amount of benefit yeah um in other, in other news uh, something that really kind of took me aback like really shot me in the face is that the number of COVID-19 cases today, as of today in Malaysia, 2,188 cases, and majority of which coming from the Selangor cluster. It's a, it's a, it's a new record for Malaysia that we've hit more than 2,000 new cases. Like, what are you people doing out there, you know? Especially since, like, the most of the cases come from Selangor. It's just so clear to me, like, what went wrong and how it went wrong. But I, I don't want to say it out loud just because it can put this podcast in jeopardy. And I don't want to do that. But just be wary of other people, you know. Like, be, be, be wary of people that can be affected by your carelessness. And be safe. Be uh, Take care of your hygiene. Please be careful whenever you go out. Limit your outdoor traveling. Go out only when necessary. If you are a business owner or if you're a job or if you own a, run a company and you're forcing your employees to travel to work in these hotspots, in these, uh, in these uh, cluster areas, please stop doing that. It is not right. You are only going to make this problem much, much worse. Yeah, It's very scary to see. You know, it's, it's, like we, have, we have always uh, kept our distance from the outside world just because of the pandemic and now i'm even scared to like order food online right like when the people come to deliver food at the at the door you are so afraid to even plastic bag in front of the guy like you would much rather the person drop the 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 food on the ground and you pick it up later like i think that was that was an initiative in uh was it food panda or grab food where they have the contactless uh contactless food delivery i think more food delivery companies should implement this just because they should uh pay more attention to how serious the COVID-19 cases have become. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's insane. Thousand six hundred and twenty-three just in Slango itself today, and apparently the Teratai cluster, right? Apparently they said that almost it amounts to one in two people are positive of COVID, which means like half the entire place it, it has spread to. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty scary. What I yeah. what I don't understand is that you know you know how uh, Top Glove makes masks like they are the one who so are. Uh, manufacturing these uh, health-related um, uh, health-related uh, items, right? Masks, gloves, and all that. Yeah. But they are the factories that have probably the most work, most active workers as of now. And th- it, 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 it is a very big problem, you know? Like, this is how the COVID-19 cases spread, right? Like, the, the health ministry reported a sharp rise in cases in the area where top gloves, top glove factories and dormitories are located, with 2,400... 53 workers testing positive for the virus. That's about like just below half of all their of their workers. And now they are deciding to shut down 28 factory buildings. I it's it's very late for that, but I'm glad like they have finally done it. Yeah. You know? But here's the thing, right, G? Um this you can see here that this is um no wait. You can see here that this is where they decided to spike. Of course, uh quarantine starts, right? And MCO started mm. and they really started spiking in their this one. And you can see that they have been going down in prices. So just saying, you know, like it doesn't take a genius to say to call this out. But for a company that rose because of the pandemic and started booming because of the virus, that's it makes sense as to why they didn't take the necessary precautions. Or even I would even go to the lengths to say that they wouldn't mind risking their employees to keep this pandemic afloat to keep their profits up. Yeah, I mean it's very much revenue oriented, yeah. right? That's the whole point. They took benefit of the pandemic, but I, you know, I, I used to think, hey, it's great that you know they're doing some uh, some good work, like uh, creating all these uh, all these gloves and other health related uh, um, health wear and stuff like that. But now, you know, I, I'm slowly realizing these people are just money minded, and they will do anything to make a profit. Yeah, even if it means upkeeping a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, now they have killed themselves. Jesus, dude. What to do? The 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 owners of the place are safely somewhere. <laughs> People are in jeopardy. Uh, the B forties and the middle class. So screw them, right? <laughs> uh, anyway. anyway, moving on. Moving on from the COVID uh, related news. Do you have uh, something to to introduce you? Yeah, I do. But uh, I will say that after this. But uh, before that, I guess we can talk about. Let me see what's interesting here. Um. Okay. Well. Yeah, yeah, we can you t- pick up one more news because I want to find any information. Okay, while you are searching for something to talk about, I wanted to talk about how the Curiosity rover, the rover which is on Mars, yeah, uh, found evidence of ancient mega floods on Mars, which you know, which uh, could indicate the presence of uh, previous life forms uh, on the planet. And I thought that's pretty fascinating. I mean, it's just fascinating to me because I've always kind of been into uh, astronomy. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting because um, the the planet actually had the conditions needed to to support the presence of liquid on the on, on the surface and where there is water there is life. Oh shit! And and yeah, I, I thought it's a if you're if you're into space, you know, then you probably found this interesting. But if you're not, then you can just skip past this. Uh, <laughs> 
little news that I introduced. Oh my god. Okay, wait, Ji. Now, you know, I tried logging into uh, in my IG just now on my laptop. It locked me out on my phone as well, so that's not helping. I don't want to waste time. But pretty much, guys, it's about this Malaysian lady who decided to expose a Grab driver uh, for harassing her while she was on her journey um, back home late at night. Uh, I don't. I'm, I I can't get into specifics because I I don't have the details in front of me, but it's this lady who decided that, uh, who got into a car and this guy asks her inappropriate questions like whether her boobs are implants and such, and then proceeds to speed up on ramps as in her quote to quote her words to make them bounce in all of that context. So she felt very uncomfortable in the car, but let the takeaway be that she suggested actually a pretty good suggestion which is for grab to implement an sos system during their journey at which point if the passenger passenger feels unsafe this will directly and immediately be reported so that there can be immediate action that's taken not for them to fear their lives and wondering if they'll make it back make it back home or whether the journey will be safe you know because i thought that was a damn good idea and i'm surprised that that hasn't already been implemented or in the works of it Seeing the number of times where yeah. Grab and and um, Uber and all of these uh, e-hailing services have we've encountered, right? All these kind of harassment cases and such. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also quite I'm also just as surprised. I've always thought that there has been some kind of emergency feature on the. Has there not been a, an emergency feature on the app? I don't think I so. Like, I feel like I've seen it. You have. I, you is it just me? I I thought I have. I I may just be lying to myself. I know that I haven't because uh, I was very I was very surprised that you know this is something that I even I hadn't come across or thought about but I was I was just thinking to myself is there a reason as to why right because it would make sense that people might act might abuse those powers where they might accidentally like imagine if those numbers would directly call emergency services then that mm-hmm. may put a certain jeopardy on like you know what if it was a false call and such but I don't think but you know, if I think really, if I really think about it, there should be some accountability to the drivers. And the thing is, right? The problem is what energy. You know, there is accountability. Their name is there. Their car is there. The Grab should be able to track them down, right? So, how are they still so brave? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I I feel like um, a lot of uh, meme culture and even like uh, certain animes or certain shows have uh, contributed to this issue but I, i'm not go- i'm not going to say that it is the sole reason i'm just saying that when people become desensitized to these things you know you, you know ha- have you seen that meme where there is a i i don't know what uh, what ethnicity this this lady is of but um, it is uh, uh, a a woman who looks like she's from a- asian descent mm-hmm. i think she's korean with uh, she has she has a large um, large breasts yeah. and her she's wearing a low cut dress and sitting in a sitting in a car mm-hmm. and the the caption just says uh, the, uh, uh, as though she's sitting in the in the passenger seat of a cab, and now it's time to take the 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 road which has a lot of bumps. Kind of uh, this, I'm I'm just uh, I'm saying this in my own words, but that's what the meme was saying, right? Oh my and god! It's just people think it's funny, you know. Yeah. People think it's funny, but they don't realize the kind of impact it has on people. It dis it desensitizes you from the problem and makes people a lot braver in uh in actually carrying out these kinds of activities and i hope that people realize this problem 
yeah you know um i I just i just got access to my ig uh shout out to miss sherry latifa who came out and decided to speak up on the matter it isn't easy to come out and speak about these things that are very personal and very private but it is very just as important to do so because you know it happens way more often than you think and these are things where corporates like grab and such should not take lightly they should there should be a zero tolerance policy to things like this because it it is happening way too often like we've seen this because the cycle is the same right it goes viral on the internet people talk about it for a few days it goes silent for a few weeks and it pops up again but where is the change you know grab never comes out to say anything grab never talks about the kind of actions they are going to take you know, they always look at it. Oh, this is the driver problem. This is the passenger problem. What about the middleman that is enabling those things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought this to light. Um, in slightly more positive, uh, you can take this positively or negatively. But I think you, when you will enjoy this news just as much as I did. Um, there is a family of uh, computer scientists uh-huh. that managed to develop a blueprint for machine consciousness. It is a. No they, way. They wrote a, it is, they wrote a preprint paper on the theoretical computer science perspective on consciousness, and theoretically, this uh, this machine, this this um, algorithm, this blueprint, uh, allows the machine to demonstrate adherence to the theory of time, and for it to experience the machine equivalent of pain and pleasure. So this means that. The, the only difference between us and a machine is that the machine a, a machine wouldn't technically go through a midlife crisis because the machine it doesn't fear death it doesn't ha- it doesn't have the concept of time yeah right? it doesn't understand it but these ones can these ones could understand the concept of time oh my God. they're creating human like they are basically reverse engineering human consciousness yeah. into mathematics right it, it is what it says in the article um in this context, this this uh, CTM CTM stands for a uh, conscious Turing machine, uh, referencing Alan Turing, <laughs> nice. uh, also called a conscious AI. It is, uh, it appears to be any machine that can demonstrate consciousness. That's what a CTM is. So the big idea here isn't necessarily the development of a thinking robot, but more so a demonstration of the core concepts of consciousness. So essentially, they want to take the essence of human, like the human-like nature. Of, of humans and express it in mathematical terms. And that's exactly what they did. They deconstructed it. This is what the the the, the scientists said. They're a, they a family of scientists. I don't really know their names, uh, but their surname is Blum, mm-hmm. B-L-U-M. It could be Bloom or Blum. These uh, scientists, uh, they work at the Carnegie Mellon University, which is in the US. Yeah. Uh, let's see what they said. An important major goal is to determine if the CTM can explain can experience feelings, not just simulate them. We investigate in particular the feelings of pain and pleasure and suggest ways that those feelings might be generated. We argue that a complete knowledge of the brain circuitry, including the neural the neural correlates of consciousness, cannot explain what enables the brain to generate a conscious experience such as pain. We propose an explanation that works as well for robots having brains of silicon and gold as for animals having brains of flesh and blood. Our thesis is that in CTM, it is the architecture of the system, its basic processes, its expressive inner language that we call brainish, and its dynamics that make it conscious. Damn. That's insane. It is. It, it won't 
they they are, they designed a system that that uh as for now it's kind of like a prototype right yeah. it's only meant to demonstrate consciousness so it won't act like a human or convince you that it is thinking yeah it works like a digital hourglass where each grain of sand is information oh shit dude it's quite insane it is like uh did you watch the good place yeah i did <laughs> so uh, you know you know michael right like michael he's a If uh, if you guys haven't watched please like shut your ears for like a, f- a couple of seconds there's going to be a small spoiler but so Michael is a demon right yeah and he's and he's immortal he doesn't understand the concept of time right okay but when he understands that there's a possibility that he could die he goes through a crisis you're right yeah they call it an existential crisis right yeah theoretically these machines that uh, that are based of these kinds of mathematics can experience existential crises That is insanely scary. Imagine saying, "Hey Siri, tell me the time." Be like, "Not now, Yuvan." Not now. <laughs> My god. It's interesting. I mean, what do you think the applications could be for this for these kinds of technology? I the first thought that comes to my mind in this context of technology is in the field of like psychology, in the field of I think especially in the field of psychology where there needs to be a sense of empathy there needs to be a sense of understanding where it's not just some like symptoms listed let's list them out right because um there was this study that was done in the 50s and or 60s where what they used to do was um they gave like um scenarios to doctors in such that hey there are 10 patients here and that this is this, all this is going to go down in context of um what's the saying um like with different different symptoms right and the doctors were supposed to decide which patient gets treated first and list them down in orders so then there was always this like other theories that that branched out is like oh is doctor choosing patient a over patient b meaning that patient a's life is lesser than patient b's and in those kind of situation how are the doctors going to evaluate and make sound judgments and from that was the base study right and for my friend a junior from from a levels during a debate once brought up the idea that in juries there should be an ai like system that they try to implement in the medical industry in the law industry in which people are where you put in the the cases in and the ai decides whether you are eligible for bail or not but what they found in the flaw that was that the ai is not going to be able to be subjective and have the empathy to decide in 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 actual sense you know to judge a person but being able to actually give ai consciousness I'd like to see the change in them in the results you know how much emotion impacts our decisions and the fact that you can actually tabulate them now because it's mathematics it's pretty insane yeah <laughs> it, it makes sense right because now it can feel empathy because it knows that it can die yeah. too right <laughs> shit it's, uh, it's a very interesting oh my god very interesting we have to rethink our pronouns for these things it anymore it's like you think i'm an it <laughs> am i an object to you <laughs> <laughs> Stop objectifying me. Oh my god. Okay, well, that, that that's not funny. I mean that's an actual problem in the world. I'm not trying to uh <laughs> I'm not trying to desensitize you from the issue or devalue the issue. Um oh anyway. So, uh moving on to other news. This is pretty scary, guys. Um again from World of Buzz. World Bank Nearly 75% of Malaysians will have less than $1000.50 ringgit monthly benefits at the age of 54. Now this is coming up from a time after the controversy. This was of course given by the World Bank. If you want to source it, there's a YouTube video you can watch. It's 1 hour 42 minutes long. I'm not going to bore you with that, but essentially the gist of it from what I understand is that uh kind of during the pandemic, the government has altered the budget in which people can withdraw funds from the EPF, right? 
they can withdraw from their mm-hmm. account one. So that has been a move that has been called out by a lot of people saying that this is not good in context of the future. If you allow people to pull out their retirement funds now, this is not going to benefit them in the long run, right? Because that's essentially for most people, they don't save outside of the one that the employee and em- employee takes from your salary. And so by being mm-hmm. able to withdraw from those funds, you are risking the potential outcome, you know, like what if you're like 54, you no longer can work and, you know, you, you only have a thousand dollar per month. And imagine if you have a family, imagine if you have children that still need your um, your support. That puts a lot of things at risk. So the pretty much the projection isn't great when it reads that three quarter of us are going to suffer from this because Think about it, right? Like, gee, like uh, starter salaries of three thousand, and we know that that isn't that is far from enough for us. So, being able to think that at the age of fifty-four, where more factors are in, where more factors like loans, factors like medication, when health becomes when health becomes uh, more risky. So, I think that's a that's a bad move on the budget. Of course, the country's economy itself is facing a lot of a lot of hurt, um, and it's been deteriorating. So, I don't. What do you mean by sorry? What do you mean by a starter salary of three thousand? Start. Uh, oh, what is the minimum wage in oh Malaysia? Oh my God, you're right. Thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh my God, it slowly slipped my mind. You're right. Our starter is much worse. Guys, yeah, guys, it's, it's a lot worse. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, that's bad. Wait, uh, yeah. this is just something that I have to clarify. Yeah. Um, you you were talking about EPF in Malaysia that uh that people are now allowed to withdraw. From their EPF accounts, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I thought I thought that the only change that was made was the percentage in the EPF, uh, in how much they take from your salary. I so that's what oh. that was my understanding of it. Yeah, 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 I didn't know whether they actually changed anything else besides that. No, right, no, because now yes, no, no, go on, sorry. Uh, yeah, now uh, they they were going to shift back this EPF thing and uh, change back the EPF EPF percentage back to normal as it was before because they assumed that the lockdown was going to end. Uh, this is uh, with the assumption that the pre preconceived assumption that the uh, MCO was going to end, but now I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, that's what I thought. I thought that um, they just changed the percentage so as to give you more money in hand and uh, put in less money into your EPF savings. Yeah. I I don't know what the actual uh, actual thing they did was, so I thought you could clarify that. I think those are I think you're right, but they are two different news. This was in this was in the midst of the pandemic, like if you were suffering from something, especially like if you're a small business owner and such, um, you then can withdraw funds from your account one, uh, which was initially the account that you can withdraw from from as well but you needed like solid reasons you know you can withdraw from account one if for a hospital for education and i think there are a few other things that you can withdraw i think purchasing a car for down payment as well you can withdraw from account one uh, so i think it's separate from the percentage of withdraw like percentage of payment from the employers but this was something that the government announced to help um to help upkeep the the what was the term the life the well-being or the lifestyle of the citizens you know especially when a lot of people are being retrenched and stuff i just kind of feel like there could be much better initiatives to be taken 
rather than changing the percentage of the epf of people exactly right i mean really think about it like really objectively thinking about it as millennials as like for us uh if you're a student the government gave you 100 ringgit in total in e wallets and you could never use e wallets for anything useful most of the time you'd spend it in like i don't know i spent it on chocolates or uh, and most people didn't even know that it existed so the money was taken away if you don't use it um i don't know i economically the government is just we we're spending money we don't have we've covered this like we're spending way more money yeah. than we don't have uh, well in other news this is something it's not going to not really a news but something that i just learned as i was look scrolling through the news and I, i don't know why i didn't figure this out based on just logic mm-hmm. but so you know how lizards like they as a as a defense mechanism they detach their tails right yeah Did you know that apparently alligators can do that too? No way. Nope. No, I don't buy it. No. <laughs> apparently, they <laughs> This is a uh, from some uh, PhD study in ASU. Any idea what ASU is? Asia. A- Arizona State yeah, University. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, a uh, a friend of ours went there. <laughs> a friend of ours, Arizona? Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> not a friend anymore. Okay. <laughs> wow, damn. <laughs> Why did you bring it up then? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, I I don't know actually know whether the alligator can detach its tail, but it has the ability to regenerate the tail, the whole tail including the cartilage, the the tissues, everything about the tail, even the bone. Yo, that that's That's something that I don't know if I ever want. I mean, lizards don't. I mean, uh, alligators don't belong to the lizard family, do they? They are. They are reptiles, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why my brain did not <laughs> make put that together. <laughs> Logic is taking a hit today, guys. Two plus two is five now. Two plus two is five now. Hey, are you sure? Oh my god, that'll be so weird though that they that they can do that because um let me just share my screen real quick here. Check this out. There's this alligator. It's an on National Geographic. Um where the the alligator doesn't have a tail. Let me if can I turn on the audio. Anyway, what it's saying is that he lost his tail while being transported illegally. And so what these people did was, uh, let me just fast forward it. They 3D printed a tail, Jian. <laughs> they 3D printed an alligator tail and they attached it. As you can see in like that background, they attached the tail. Oh, this is This is an initiative. This is a, a a kind of initiative that I just recently found out that people do for um for these kinds of animals. Even I saw one for an eagle where the eagle um lost its the top part of its beak yeah. and they 3d printed a beak for the eagle and it looked hella cool yo this is some you know what this is some how to train your dragon shit you know <laughs> oh yeah toothless <laughs> oh my god did you see this on twitter it's been popping up where the they they had wait, this one yeah oh yeah i yeah, saw, you this. saw this right? i thought it was amazing i thought it was amazing that these animals weigh a ton literal ton and they are able to to build prosthetics to support the weight of the elephants like that's insane 
Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool that uh, humans are putting effort into helping animals. Exactly. You know, aside from all the painful news you see out there. Yeah, I mean, I uh, think it's good that you know we're coming to an end, starting the episode with saying that oh, like these are the tortures that humans are doing, but ending the episode it's like oh, there's no people helping animals, you know. <laughs> it it's nice nice to end. The, I mean, to to have to have some good energy on the podcast when we are always uh, talking about some serious issue that goes on in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. G any last news you want to you saw? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is a news that really uh, fascinates me. Uh, Jupiter and Satan. Saturn. Saturn, not Satan. <laughs> Jupiter and Saturn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an event that last occurred in uh, 12-26. Okay. 800 years, about 800 years ago. Yeah. And apparently, in December 21st, 2020 this year, after sunset, uh, this pro- after sunset is probably US time, um, two, the Jupiter and Saturn are going to look like a double planet. They are going to align I, I don't know what they mean by that. I don't know what they mean. Oh, shit. Are they by... going to start like eclipsing each other? I think so. Wait, Jupiter is the... Oh, as in... Yeah. As in they're going to... Be, they're going to get very close to each other. They are going to be so so close to each other that they will be separated by less than a full moon. Yo. It's going to look like boobs. Like two boobs. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. The closest approach will be on the December 21st. Wow, it is a celestial event that can be observed anywhere on Earth. But the farther north someone is, the less time they have to catch a glimpse. Which means we'll probably have a lot of time to, to experience. <laughs> we are very much on the equator. Yeah. Yeah, we have just the right time, like Goldilocks would say, being that we have to be in the center of stuff. <laughs> Goldilocks? You know how... What did Goldilocks say? You know how she can't she say that if it's too hot, ew. If it's too cold, ew. This is just right. We also are quite in the center. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, sure. If you, that's how you want to describe Malaysia mm. as a country. Hey, come on. <laughs> all geography taught me was that, oh, we are on Garisan Katulistiwa, which means that this prevents us from all the earthquakes and stuff. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 the one thing that I distinctly remember, uh, kita di luar lingkaran, uh, what... Something, what is Ring of Fire in Malay? Bulatan <laughs> Api. <laughs> Did you not remember studying that for I remember, geography? but I don't remember that. Linkaran Api. Linkaran Api Pacific or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ring of Fire. Pacific Ring of Fire. Is a, I, I'm assuming that's what it translates yeah. into, but I don't know why I remember that. It means that we are in a place where there is, we are not affected by certain uh, natural disasters. La. Yeah. But we still get hit by a good amount of natural disasters. Exactly. Right? Well, I don't know why I said a good amount. <laughs> uh, bad amount of natural disasters. Yeah. Something happens in Japan. Something happens in Indonesia. In India. We still face it. So I don't see what's great about not being in the line. <laughs> Collateral <sighs> damage. And but yeah. Okay. That kind of sums up two-year news two for year you guys. News. You know what? Episode one, we read the news. Episode two, we ranted our hard out on the news. I mean, what's the point of uh, us existing that people can just go and read the news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to hear our input <laughs> and how we feel about the goddamn news, you know? Yeah, fair enough. So we hope you enjoyed this segment of 2 a.m. You wouldn't say 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
and uh, yeah we, uh, thank you for staying up to this uh, up to this long and uh, we hope to catch you in our next episode we hope to really take really guys. guys like thank you so much you take care till tomorrow guys cheers i don't know why cheers yeah.